My cork board fell off my office wall in the middle of the night. Oh yay! <laughs> um, and which is fine. I, I normally use it for like planning out story details or whatever, but I haven't used it for a little bit, so it just had old information on it. So I'm just like, fine, okay, I'll put it back up. So I put it back up. My poor cat. <laughs> he tries to go to his litter box to pee. As soon as he gets in the litter box, the whole thing falls off again. He just leaps out infuriated, screeches down the hallway, doesn't come back for 20 minutes. <laughs> Poor guy. Wasn't that like the that second thing animal. that fell in your house in the middle of the night as well? Yeah, the, the other thing that fell in my house in the middle of the night, we have a, I have a framed, signed um, like music poster downstairs just above the light switch. So I heard something like fall in the middle of the night, I think it was last year, and uh, when I opened my eyes, the hallway light was on. So my husband thought there was an intruder. <laughs> so he like jumps out of bed, grabs something to like beat this intruder with, walks, um, looks around the house, can't find anything. When I get up in the morning, there's like glass all over the floor. And I think what happened is the, the picture fell, hit the light switch, <laughs> then hit the banister and then smashed face down. Dang. onto the floor quite the journey Jeez. right turning the light on at the same time and thus thinking us think we had making us think we had an intruder in our house <laughs> bad walls i guess just I, bad walls. i think it's just the heat we use those command picture hanging strips and i think because we oh. live somewhere that's pretty hot they the, the adhesive just melts um because the whole adhesive has come off the back of the thing which you know yeah melted <laughs> yeah I, I think so. So how is summer going? Uh, it's amazing. I did nothing for like three days this week except Same. watch esports. <laughs> That's all I've done. I've just watched Professional Dota. I've watched Professional Overwatch all weekend. Then the Euros, the, the, the European Football Championship started yesterday. So I have actual sport to watch in the morning, esports to watch in the afternoon. <laughs> Life is good. I can drink all day if I want. This is great. Awesome. Summer is honestly the best time. Yeah, I am uh my I'm flying tomorrow to go visit my family. So Yes. We'll see. You'll be able to tell uh how well it goes by how I am exactly one week from today. So <laughs> we'll see. We are gonna attempt to record. I just like like, you know, getting on a flight usually means at least for me in my life, means like Oh, I'm going on a sweet vacation. I get to go yeah. to Mexico or, you know, England or on a cruise or something. And now I'm like, why well, I have to do all this rigmarole and I don't even get to see people I like? Like literally every single member of my family who moved is <laughs> the worst ones all moved. And everybody it's who isn't shit stayed, so... It's, it's kind of like when I go to England, I get to see all my family and my friends, which is nice, but it's like, it, it's, it's almost like work mm. because mm. I'm like, I fly in and then I get the train to my mom's house and I spend a couple of days hanging out with my mom and my sisters or whoever can come. And then I have to get on another train and go and see these friends. And then I come back and then I get on another train in the morning and I go and see these people or these people. And it's like, 
I'm just moving all the time, constantly doing Check stuff. Check all the boxes, get all right. the people. Yeah. So that when I come back to the US, everybody's like, oh, did you have a nice holiday? I'm like, it wasn't really a holiday. It was like yeah. a visiting tour. Like, I didn't get to lie on a beach or whatever and just do nothing for a week. I will get to do nothing probably because, I mean, I, I will be editing podcasts. That will be my thing. Because, <laughs> like, my family is usually doing, like, other stuff. And I can't go anywhere with them because they're not vaccinated. So oh, it's like, yeah. I'm just going to be chilling, staying at home. But my uncle mm. and aunt got a pool. So I guess there's that. Oh, you can just <laughs> hang out in the pool. That'll be nice. Call it. Yeah, it's like too hot to go for a run. It's, I don't have a car. So it's, and it's in the suburbs, like the hell suburbs where all the houses are the same. And there's like yeah. nothing pleasant bill yeah usually at least i could you know visit friends who live near my parents house but now they and that's a separate trip so we'll see you'll see my mental state next week (laughs) and we'll see how it went i do have an online meeting on wednesday all day so at least i get that reprieve so an online meeting we're because we're still getting paid for lesson planning oh it's some bullshit (laughs) <laughs> I mean, your your school probably could. It's the same state. It's like state funds. I mean, we get paid over the summer anyway, so. Yeah, that's true. We do too. But it's this is extra pay. No, we are get we are getting a little bit extra for COVID money. That's good. Um, which is nice. That's nice. Last podcast episode, they were trying to get that for you guys. Yes, they managed to get it. They did manage to get it. I already yeah. spent it all on uh, plants for my garden. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went overboard at Lowe's the other day. Plant therapy was much needed yeah. after this year. Dude, I bought a um a moisture checker oh, for the ground. That's that's how much I want these plants to fucking live. <laughs> Don't water on a schedule. No, I'm just I'm using the water checker and if it says dry, I'm gonna top it up. If it says moist, I'm gonna leave it alone. Which will probably be like every other day. <laughs> well, it's it's going to get to 115 here next week, so... Jesus. Could end up being twice a day. Wow. Mm. Well, and it's also in the shade, right? Yeah, they are in the shade, but it's... it's um, Except for, like, there's, like, one corner on the very far end of my bed, which is, like, full sun, maybe six to seven hours a day, and it's just so dry there, so I'm going to have to water that spot again this evening. Going to need some sort of cactus mm. for that spot. <laughs> I put a um, one of those big red grasses in there, and then a a curly grass. Oh, I like those. Those are cute. Yeah. Well, welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme, and this is episode 60? Yes. <gasps> 60. We're in our golden years now. You can also tell, like... We're we're kind of bleh because it's very hot and it's also like the second week of summer, so our brains are already mush. <laughs> yeah, it is in- incredibly warm, and I haven't done anything today, so this is, this yeah, is the this, first mental this is my stimulation. Most physical activity today. Yeah, was putting these together and updating my phone so that I have music for the plane. I was gonna do some writing today, but my brain was just like, do you know what? Nah. Oh, I guess I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, do some rain. I was writing on a plane just before the pandemic, in fact, and I was writing really tiny because when you're on the plane, your writing gets funny. So I was writing really tiny. There was a woman on the end of the row 
and I, I, I wrote for an hour or, two or so and then I put my book away and she was like, you were really engaged with that for a long time. I was like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have an attention span when it's not a screen in front of my face. <laughs> she was like, I'm impressed that you could keep going when we when the, the turbulence was... Oh, I was like, oh yeah, I just need to distract myself from the turbulence because I actually don't really like flying. <laughs> she was like, oh, you did very well. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice when strangers notice your hard work. <laughs> I know. I get that when I'm crocheting on planes too. They'll be like, "Oh, what are like? What are you making?" I'm like, "It's a scarf. They're always scarves." <laughs> Don't bring it's anything more complicated than a scarf onto an airplane. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't imagine you'd want to try and make a hat or anything on a plane. Just a very simple hat, like like make a make a rectangle and then tie one end together, and then be, make it a hat. But that's about it. So today, I've got assholes, I've got old assholes, I've got young assholes, got men, women, children. It's asshole central out there on Reddit this week. It's an asshole spectacular. <laughs> asshole convention. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've got another wild saga. Um, I even have like, I've got like eight saved posts that are all just assholes. Everybody's an asshole. It's great. You get an asshole, and you get an asshole. <laughs> Everybody gets an asshole. <laughs> I guess that's what they say, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, this first one is for Happy Pride Month. <laughs> Hooray! There are no ages. Oh, except for OP's daughter is four. Am I the asshole for referring to my sister-in-law and her girlfriend as friends? Hmm. They were roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> Hello, my wife and I are having a disagreement about this, and I don't think I'm in the wrong. And she told me to ask other people, and they'll agree with her. So here I am. Jeez. 90% of posts on Am I the Asshole. My wife's sister is a lesbian and lives with her girlfriend. They were living in England for a few years and moved back last year to Canada. We have a four-year-old daughter, and she has never met them before. So yesterday was her first time meeting her aunt and my wife. Nope. Her aunt and my wife went to meet her sister first, and I took our daughter a few hours later. On the way there, our daughter was asking questions about her aunt, asking stuff like what her name is, if she speaks a different kind of English because she's from England, stuff like that. <laughs> she asked me if she has an uncle, and I said no, and she asked why, and I didn't know what to say, so I said that her aunt lives with her friend because I didn't want to say another aunt since they aren't married, and I also don't want to get into how some girls have girlfriends instead of boyfriends. Why not? I like how he says get into it as if it wouldn't just, just be like two sentences. <laughs> just say it. It was a nice time, but at one point my daughter said, I want to live with my friend too when I'm a grown up. <laughs> and it was a bit awkward. They ended up explaining to her that her aunt and girlfriend are special friends, like girlfriend and boyfriend, but just two girlfriends. When we got home, my wife said I could have just explained it to her beforehand and that I made it awkward for her sister. But honestly, I kind of think it was inappropriate of them to explain it to her at all. Why does a four-year-old need to know her aunt has a girlfriend? Which made my wife even more upset when I asked her. Obviously, I get the importance of teaching kids that gay people exist, but I feel like it should have been done in a different way instead of springing it on her the first time she meets her aunt. What? The end. Springing it on her. Dude, you're sp everything that you tell a four-year-old is springing it on them because yeah, they I don't mean, know shit. Poor. They don't know jack shit. Oh my god. I just don't like how he feels like it's a super special secret and that it's inappropriate to tell to his four-year-old. 
like sitting down and explaining puberty to her or something. If she can handle it, it's not a difficult concept. If you are living with your wife, then that's inappropriate because you're implying to your daughter that sex exists. Like, it's just a very horrible double standard where it's like, oh, it's inappropriate to explain gay things to kids. It's like, you're not telling them how sex works. No, and you can just say something simple like, you know how mummy and daddy love each other and live together. Well, aunt so-and-so loves her girlfriend and lives with her too. And then, like we said a couple weeks ago, like sometimes kids will just be like, oh, okay, great. That's a thing in the world that I'm going to go ahead and absorb now. Like maybe they'll have more questions, but it's probably not going to be that crazy. Calm down. Stop yeah, being homophobic. It's not that big a deal. I hate how people think trying to explain queerness to kids is a big deal. Yeah. It, it's not. If you only, it's only a big deal if you're explaining it in a sexualized way. That's the only time that it's a problem. It's not difficult to say, well, Aunt Lucy really loves Aunt Jenny. They just love each other and they live together. That's not difficult. Yeah, and making it seem like it's some sort of like shameful, inappropriate thing is just going to grow up with some internalized homophobia, make her, the daughter, grow up with some internalized homophobia that she's going to have to get over later in life. It's like if you really don't care, if you're really not that accepting and you really, you know, uh, are cool with gay people, then it shouldn't be a whole deal. Yeah, it just shouldn't be a problem at all. This is why people want to teach you know queer studies not queer studies but like teach kids gay people exist trans people exist all this stuff at a very young age because that's how you get it normalized and you don't have kids growing up with some like internalized homophobia or guilt if they you know have same-sex attraction or anything like that yeah i just i don't like how he backpedals to his wife either mm-hmm like she, I, I, it's really, I find this difficult to explain. She's like, oh, you didn't need to make a big deal out of it. And then he kind of backhandedly blames her for not saying something first. Mm-hmm. When really it isn't anybody's business. Like, uh, I don't know. The whole situation is just kind of icky to me. Yeah, he, he's like, well, I did a bad thing. I did this wrong. And then he's like, well, you guys are wrong for explaining it to her at all. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. Like, for years and years, gay relationships have been hypersexualized. Even this month, when everybody was having that whole, like, is pride child appropriate conversation on Twitter for way too long, he doesn't understand that he is perpetuating that, that it's that stereotype that gay stuff is inappropriate for kids when it's like yeah sometimes kids are gay like you need to make sure that you explain that to them so that they don't feel shame if they you know start to have like gender identity dysmorphia or anything like that like it's this it's this fear of otherness really isn't it It, it's he hasn't had to think about it because they've been in england or whatever the fuck but yeah. now that they're back, he's like, oh no, uh, now there's a problem because she's not, they're, they're not like us. It's like, no, not really. Like, it's only a problem if you make it a problem and it's not a problem. Yeah. Calm down. Like, it also feels like almost he knows that he's wrong and he's just like not uh, admitting it. So he moves the goalposts. 
Oh, for sure. He knows he's wrong. Like 100% he knows he's wrong. But he just isn't willing to accept that he fucked up by saying, oh, she lives with her friend. Yeah. Yeah. This this post got removed pretty immediately for being an obvious, like, seeking validation post. So I had to go dig it up. But it's like, dude, calm down. Like, kids so often, if you make things a big deal, the kids will make it into a big deal. But if you don't make it a big deal they'll do the same thing. Like it's the same as if a toddler falls and hurts their knee. If you're like, oh my God, are you okay? And you you freak out, they'll start crying. But yeah. if you pick the toddler up and you're like, oh, you're good, you're fine, it's, it's chill, then they'll right. just go on about their day. Yeah, absolutely. If you make a mountain out of a molehill, everybody's going to see the mountain. Yeah. He's, he was overcautious and then... Um, yeah. Then he fucked up. And now he's doubling down on it and that's never a good look. I think as well, a lot of, and we've talked about this before, when you have your own kids, you, th- you you say to yourself it would be fine if they turned out gay or whatever, but actually internalizing that thought yeah. is another kettle of fish. Making it into like a thing with a capital T. Right. Because we, we've talked about this before with like the future, like your your child, you have this future that you've envisioned for them and when it doesn't happen that way can kind of lead to disappointment so just like it's actually doesn't matter you know who your child ends up with as long as they're happy they could end up with no one as long as they're happy and we talked about it as well in regards to bullying before as well is that parents are always worried that if their kid doesn't behave normal the kid's gonna get bullied and Mm. then that's gonna be their fault but you know, yeah. kids can get bullied yeah. for all sorts of stupid shit. It's, it's blaming the victim. <laughs> it doesn't matter in that sense for so. sure. Okay, speaking of children, let's see. Do I have any other bad husbands? Let's do this bad husband one. Actually, I I just have so many assholes to choose from. I don't so many assholes do. all over the place. <laughs> okay, so this is a relationships post. And does not have ages, but uh, they've been together for 10 years. Okay. Husband got mad at me because he forgot our wedding anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) My husband knows all the dates in our relationship. (laughs) I am bad at numbers and I have a terrible memory. So... Do you ever get mad at him for you forgetting your anniversary? No, I get mad at me. I'm like, why am I such an idiot? Why can't I remember this? All right. So my husband and I have been together 10 years and married five this month. The other night while driving to a family event, the topic of our anniversary came up. And my husband realized he had rostered himself to work on the day of our anniversary. No big deal. We can go out on the weekend. But this was no surprise to me. I can't remember in the last 10 years him organizing a gift or trip or any activity for us or remembering to take time off for our relationship. Unsurprisingly to me, he has also not prepared a gift or anything else I mentioned to him. Jeez, there's no, there's zero punctuation here. <laughs> I has not prepared a gift or anything else. I mentioned to him that I am okay and I am used to it. Calmly, but maybe not the nicest thing to say regardless. And he got quite mad at me. He started to plan a trip on the spot up to where we were married for the day, which is a three-hour drive each way. And I said I would rather stay the night. He had money concerns about this. Totally understandable, but maybe a little unfounded. I also said something along the lines of that I wasn't going to get my hopes up because our plans like this always fall through somehow. 
I feel like he got mad at me because I didn't fight or was apathetic and didn't give him the excuse of, she's being a bitch so I don't need to get something now anyway. The worst part for me was that once he had managed to calm down, he said the reason he doesn't get me anything or plan anything is because he works and because I don't, so I have time to think mm -hmm. about these things. He works a regular 9 to 5, nothing crazy. I only have three days in the year that are special to me, our wedding anniversary, my birthday, and Christmas. I don't expect mm -hmm. him to move heaven and earth on those days, but an acknowledgement and maybe a cheap bouquet of flowers would be nice. Hell, even a picnic if he didn't want to spend money. I've spoken to him about this every year with different levels of calmness, but nothing changes. I understand that these things are unimportant to him, but I feel he should try to understand that they are important to me. I suppose my question is if I'm asking too much of my husband, or am I being too entitled to expect some extra expression of love on these three days? No. <laughs> no, actually, no. It's, it's this weird cliche where the husband always forgets the anniversary and then it's like, oh crap, I have to... But if something isn't important to you, mm -hmm. being nagged about it isn't going to make yeah. it important to you. Does that make sense? I, he's being assholeish about her need for expression of love. He's not being assholeish because he forgot when the wedding anniversary is. And I say this as somebody <laughs> who forgets dates all the time. But he's being assholeish because because he forgets it. It just means that everything about it isn't important to him. Mm -hmm. Like. Even though I forget when my husband's anniversary is, I always try and do something nice for us when I know when it is, you know? <laughs> so he'll say, oh, it's our anniversary next week. And I'll be like, oh, yes, it is. And then I will organize a nice dinner or I'll get him like a little gift. Nothing huge or flashy or whatever, just something small and yeah. whatever. But the fact that she talks to him about it every single year and every single year he's like, eh, <laughs> is, is where he's the asshole. Yeah, and it's like, even if it's not important to him, it's clearly important to her. And that's like a mm -hmm. love language thing. Like, if it's important to your partner, and it's not like physically uncomfortable for you or anything like that, just do it. Set a reminder on your phone. We have technology and have had technology for the last 10 years. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's honestly not that difficult anymore. It's kind of sad how she's just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, no, we're, it's all right. We're not going to do, we don't do anything every year. He's like bummed out that she's making him sad because of his failings. I can I also like. see though, from his point of view, how it would seem like her being like, oh, we never do anything any year anyway, would look passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. True. Like, even when she's writing it, she sounds a bit petty. Like... He says, oh, well, then we'll drive up to where we'll get married then. And she's like, oh, I'll take three hours and I'd rather I'd rather stay over it. Like, that might be where it seems like she's asking too much. Because he has attempted. It's, it's a half-assed attempt, for sure. But mm -hmm. he makes an attempt and she shuts it down. And then she says, oh, well, all our plans like this always fall through anyway. And I can get how he then got frustrated and was like, do you know what? Fuck you, bitch. Like, I'm not going to do anything now then. <laughs> yeah. And, and in the comments, she does mention she has like a fatigue disability, like a very fatiguing right. disability. So that's why she wanted to stay overnight and instead of driving six hours in one day. I mean, six hours is a lot anyway. And yeah, you would want to stay overnight. But... I don't know. The, the way she wrote it, I don't know if the way she wrote it is exactly how the way she said it. But if somebody was doing that to me, I too would be pissed off about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess they need to just do a sit down conversation 
when you do this, I feel this way because this, like it, yes, just a good old fashioned communication. (laughs) Um, Because I, I understand how she is also just, she has like learned hopelessness over this. She's just like, whatever, he never does anything, so... And she, and her being disappointed is definitely coming out in the way that she's speaking. They are not communicating properly at all. And she also says, I feel like he got mad at me because I didn't fight and was apathetic and didn't give him the excuse of, she's being a bitch, so I don't need to get something now anyway. So she's like reading, either reading into it or he's kind of a dick. <laughs> I don't. I also hate his excuse of "Well, I work, no. so I can't. I can't do this stuff." Yes, you can. <laughs> I once did a. Um, I went to. I did a school visit for elementary um, school kids, and I read some of my book and taught them how to make a character and did a fun thing like that. But that was like Valentine's Day. I did that in the morning. Came home in the afternoon. Cooked a three-course meal for my husband, who was at work, and did like a treasure hunt thing around the house for him to find his gift despite the fact that i had been out done stuff got like i I did a whole bunch of stuff that day it wasn't you know he's at work he doesn't have to do anything yeah it's just a stupid excuse that he made because he didn't he doesn't care about the stuff that she finds important I wonder if uh, that's some, like, resentment from him boiling up, where he's like, well, I work and you don't, so you should be doing literally everything else. Like, maybe if it's some resentment that she isn't working. She also says that she does get, like, uh, she gets, like, social security or something like that. So she does, like... Disability, probably, if she's got a fatigue disorder. She does uh, bring in some money, so it's not like he's just, like, supporting them on his own but it sounds like he's building up some resentment even though she apparently goes to about four doctor's appointments a week so that's like a that is a full-time job that's a full-time job and and she has um she has carers carers it's hard to say like mirrors carers uh come in who are also paid for i think there's just a lot going on in this relationship like if she's that sick that she needs carers and she's at the doctor's four times a day. Four times a week. Four times a day. Four times a week. <laughs> then, yeah, there's re- there is resentment bubbling up there. Because he's having to look after her and make sure she's financially cared for and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I can... There is stuff... The, the Iranian yogurt is not the issue here. <laughs> mm-hmm, Yeah. This is like a representation of other issues that they should probably do therapy for. Doesn't seem like they have any kids, which is good. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't yeah. imagine that would be fun with a with a fatigue disorder. Yeah, issue. Yeah, I yeah, and just his whole attitude. <laughs> he forgets his kids. Oh, I bet. I'm sure that would be me though. He would. I'd be like, oh shit, is it? <laughs> Fuck. Well, I'm sorry, my dude. Well, you. Fortunately, when you become a parent, you get like a few practice goes at it because they don't remember their first three birthdays or whatever. Like the first three birthday parties are for the parents. So you can just... felt so bad when I couldn't remember when my nephew's birthday was. And then I was like, you know what? He doesn't know either. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be fine. Yeah, I can't. I have my nieces. I have like a physical calendar that is on the wall. I have a physical calendar that I'm actually filling in this year, so hopefully I'll remember. Yeah, as mm. as you go. And I, I actually got it because I was going to delete my Facebook, and I so I wrote everybody's birthdays on there. 
um, which I didn't do because I have to keep it for work, but <laughs> Facebook is a great tool for helping you find all of your uh, friends and family's birthdays. As long as you put your birthday in there. Yes, true. Which, which I don't. That extra step. Yeah, therapy probably in this case. <laughs> yup. Therapy and communication. That's going to be the theme for today. We are so good at prescribing those two things. Because <laughs> then we don't have to do the work. We can just be like, go get therapy. It's not our problem anymore. <laughs> go talk to somebody who is like properly qualified for this. All right. This next one I love. Uh, I feel like I've been almost in this situation, but not exactly. Anyway, um, OP is 24 and his boss is in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Or so. My boss sent me a text that makes me want to quit on the spot, but I don't want to ruin his business. Hmm. (laughs) Um, And this is from Relationships. I've worked as a shopkeeper in a boutique shop requiring very specific knowledge for about two and a half years on a casual contract. Currently, it's just me, him, and a new guy who isn't ready to work the shop alone yet. Last night, I was kept awake by an awful dry cough and a stabbing chest pain. Oh, shit. My housemate, who is a nurse, told me that those are COVID symptoms and the best thing would be to stay home until I either get tested or the symptoms fade. I group texted my boss and the new guy about 3 a.m. to apologize and let them know the situation and ask if either of them are able to cover the shift. The symptoms kept me up all night and I messaged him again privately an hour before the shift started to ask if he received my previous message. Here is his response, vertibim. Quote, yes, I did. Very disappointed. All my family and dinner plans with friends are now canceled. I would have expected you to wake up in the morning and see how you felt then. Your nurse housemate is not an endorsement. I feel let down and manipulated. End quote. (laughs) So obviously he's an asshole. It's not the first time he's pulled this drama queen stunt. Once I was 10 minutes late and he told me I'm single-handedly destroying the reputation of the shop. It's never really fazed me because I'm really good at what I do. It would take far more for him to fire me. What he doesn't know is that I've been planning to quit for a while now and was just about to hand in my notice. I have another job lined up for two months from now, and I was going to use those two months to help hire and train up new staff, write up documentation for the operations that only I know how to do, and transition amicably to the new gig. As you can imagine, I don't want to do any of that shit now. Nope. I could easily move the new job up to now or grab a couple bar shifts or just vibe until it starts. He never bothered to put me on a part-time contract so I could just quit today, which I really want to do. Here's the issue. My boss is a rude asshole, but deep down I don't think he's a bad person. As far as I know, he's a good father and while he's often short with people, he's not malicious. If I leave now, he may really struggle to keep the business afloat over the next week. He'll need to work seven days until the new guy is ready to be by himself while also finding and hiring another staff member while also taking on all my old responsibilities, many of which are tech-related and out of his boomer expertise. (laughs) That being said, to be quite honest, I don't want to see him ever again, certainly not long enough to help him with the transition and the desire to send that sweet, simple I quit text is immense. Apart from quitting right this second, it seems like my options are either handing in a notice and working there for another two horrible, awkward weeks, or to take the high road. Take the text on the chin and go ahead with my original plan to help him get set up for my departure. I despise the thought of letting him think he can get away with talking to me like that, but it would be the right thing to do, and I'd be it would be one less bridge burned. Are there any other options I'm not seeing? Thanks in advance. <laughs> Just leave. Yeah. Just go. Just don't go in. Especially if you're sick. Yeah. 
just honestly what I would do I would get my nurse to my nurse housemate to contact whatever doctor that they work note, with yeah. and say hey can you write a sick note for my for my housemate who may has covid symptoms I would send that in with my two weeks notice and just say I'm I'm too sick to come in but also I'm quitting so I'm too sick to come in for two weeks. Here's my two weeks notice. Yeah, that's what I'd do. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a really good move. I feel like this is a, a common... I mean, I've worked in independent pharmacies before. One with competent people, competent co-workers, and, and one where I was the only person who knew what I was doing. And just the amount of pressure that you get put under for $10 an hour is so not worth it. And just like, if I had quit, shit would have hit the fan. Like, like I would leave stuff for the weekend crew to do and like leave notes and stuff. And then it would just be sitting there Monday morning when I got there. And it's like, okay, so literally (laughs) carrying this place on my back. Yeah. And I've been here for six months and you don't owe your boss anything. Yeah. This is very clearly like, this boss is not paying you what you're worth. No. He should give you a 50% stake in this boutique, but he's not. So you don't owe him shit. The end. <laughs> I hate it when, like, small business owners take everything that their staff do personally. Yes. Like, no, this is my job. This isn't my life. I, I didn't do this deliberately to fuck you over. I'm not deliberately sick. I contacted you as soon as I thought I wasn't going to be able to come in. Yeah. It's not my fault that I wanted you to look after your business for a day. Come on now. Like, I used to work for this woman. Um, it was it was meant to be a weekend job, like a casual weekend job. But she always wanted me to work Fill in holidays her. as well. Like, bank holidays in England and then, yeah, whatever. I was like 16. And it was not a fulfilling job. It was like basically just folding clothes, whatever. And I was sick one weekend. I really wasn't feeling well at all. I was all stuffed up. And I'd been coming down with it for a little bit. So I went into the shop the day before my shift to talk to the other girl who worked there. I was like, hey, look, man, I'm really, I feel ghastly. I don't think I'm going to be able to come in today, tomorrow. I'm going to call our boss and let her know, but I'm just not feeling well. So I called her the day after and said, hey, I'm really sick. I can't come in. And I sounded sick. You know, when you're like really stuffed up and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it was my dad's birthday. And my dad wanted us all to go out to eat. And I said, Dad, no, I can't go out to eat because I'm sick. I'm not feeling very well. He was like, oh, just come out and and you'll feel better once you've had some food. Reader, I did not feel better once I had had some food. What I did not know is that in that time, my boss had called the house to see if I was home to check on me and nobody picked the phone up. So I go to work the next weekend and she calls me to to the stock room and she's like, so where were you last Saturday? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh, I called and you weren't home. Where were you? I was like, I, I, I was sick, but my dad wanted us to go out for dinner. And she was like, mm, I don't think it's okay that uh, that you lied to me and you made up a story about being <laughs> sick so you could go out for your dad's birthday. And she fired me on the spot. And I was like, what? What is this? She was like, it's not it's not good practice or or... Um, or okay to tell another colleague that you're not feeling well and then tell me and then not be home when I call to see if you're all right like bitch you're not my mother it was it was so bizarre and as she was like talking to me about it she was like welling up with tears 
Like, she was really disappointed that she had to let me go. And she was like, honestly, when I I hired you, I thought that you'd be able to, like, work all these things. And I went, respectfully, when you hired me, you said it would just be the weekend. And I work more than that. And I really was sick. But if you don't believe me, I guess I'll leave. And she was like, oh, let me hug you. I'll see you around. I'm like, no, just give me my paycheck. I'm going to bounce. And I just, I left. And it was like, it was so good. I didn't like that job anyway. But just... It was it was this weird nothing I could have said in that situation would have been okay because she already felt this kind of hold over me where it was totally fine and acceptable for her to call my house and check if I was okay like she was a family member or whatever. Yeah, that's that is bizarre. And it's it's that whole like oh, we're not a company, we're a family bullshit. We're a family. No. Bitch, you pay me. My family doesn't pay me. <laughs> also, f- family fucking lies to each other all the time. Where have you been? <laughs> like, honestly, and it was it was just so strange. It wasn't even like there was anything at the shop that required my immediate attention. Like, literally, all I did was fold clothes. I wasn't even allowed to, like, give refunds or anything. <laughs> all I did was, like, fold clothes and occasionally work the till. Or, like, I would work in the stockroom and put tags in clothes. That's it. So it's not like she called me and there was something something super important I had to do or like whatever. Jeez. She just called to see if I was okay, I guess. And I wasn't. I was out suffering at a tapas restaurant for nothing. Love that uh, inflated sense of importance that small business owners have because everybody's like, oh, small businesses, small businesses, like they're so important. Oh yeah, for sure. They're essential to our economy and blah, blah, blah. And it's it is hard to run a small business. For if you're if you are running it correctly, uh, but a lot of bosses don't really understand how much work goes into running their own business and how much work that their own employees put in, and don't value them as people, human beings. I think the other thing is small business owners because they've put a lot of work into their small business. They expect everybody who works there to feel the same about this business as they do. Yes, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. So. For her, it was like, oh, this is my baby and everybody should love working here and this should be the most important thing and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, lady, you sell jumpers. It's it's not, if, you know. If this business goes under, it's not going to tank the economy. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you sell knockoff jumpers from Marks and Spencers. This is... This is nothing. This is something that is easily. Calm down. Yeah, you can replicate this business anywhere, all over the country. It's not like you know me not being there for a weekend. This, the whole building is going to fall down. It's it's very strange, and I I can't ever imagine somebody caring that much about a business they don't own. They ex- yeah, they expect exactly as you said. They expect you to care as much as they do because. It's their like whole life, and you're not paid that much to care about it. Yeah, I was paid like less than minimum wage. Like I wasn't gonna cry about this job that I was gonna pay less than minimum wage for. The best part about this story is that OP says I do have an ex colleague who also quit on bad terms, who could probably do me a good reference. He wasn't the boss, but he was okay. above me, so he doesn't even cool. need to not burn his bridges. He's good to go. Let's ju- just yeah. bounce. Spend a couple of weeks, you know recovering from your nasty chest cough and uh, start your new job bright and breezy. Yeah, and I also like how the the boss is like, I can't do computers. I'm old. It's like, okay, then pay the person who knows more than you more. Or, you know, learn. Yeah, or that. For your business, learn. How dare you 
up imply that they learn a new skill. If they didn't teach it to me at my tech college, by God, it was never going to be Whoa. important to me. Yeah, in the end that's of my how life. it is with like when you suggest old teacher to old teachers, like we're going to do this new thing. They're like, well, Why? I know more because blah blah blah, and it's like okay. I've done it this way for twenty five years. Yeah, yeah all well, right. I, I went to school two years ago and I learned this <laughs> new way of doing it that's backed up by evidence. So, and I'm not just going to fail the kids who. Don't know how to no do it. No one's ever complained to me in my 15 years of teaching at this school. I hate that. Oh, God. No one's ever... We've never had a problem with that. Um, yeah, you have. No one's ever... DNF rate is 35%. No one's ever told you exactly. that. You think, you think That's the teenagers difference. are going to tell you when they have a problem with you? No, they're going to tell their friends. Also, do you think you're going to listen when a teenager tells you they've got a right? problem with you? Yeah. They obviously know what kind of person you are already, so they're not going to bother. I've been uh, re-watching all of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares recently. <laughs> just Oh, man. Just because... That's what I should have been binging oh my God. when that's gone. It's so good. Hey, look. It's on YouTube. It's all, uns- all uncensored on YouTube. Hell yeah. Anyway, so I've been watching Kitchen Nightmares, and one of the things that people consistently say is, but I never get complaints about this when I'm serving. And Gordon always turns around to them and he says, nobody is going to tell you they have a problem with the food. They're just never going to come back. Yeah. Like, they don't owe you that. If there's a problem, they'll pay, they'll leave, and they won't come back, and they'll tell everybody else that they know that their food was shit. And it's like... People standing in an empty restaurant not understanding that concept. Yeah. When they're, like, losing 20 grand a week or whatever. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling to me. Most people just don't want the aggravation of complaining. And the thing about teachers, too, is sometimes they'll be like, well, I have a student who went to Harvard last year. Like, obviously, I'm a good teacher. Cool. You know what? They would have gone to Harvard with or without you. Mm-hmm. There's a certain population of students who are going to exceed succeed no matter what you do you could come in and have them watch kitchen nightmares every day in your class and they would still go to harvard (laughs) psa it is on peacock pluto and amazon prime hell yeah that would be a class yes also for free on youtube (laughs) if you go to if you go to the kitchen nightmares channel on youtube you can watch the uncensored versions for free wink um I've been, we've been watching a lot of Taskmaster. Yeah, your husband was saying when he came to visit us, and I was like, man, I love Taskmaster. I haven't watched that for so long. Anyway, it's a good one. It's a good time. I watched that at my parents' Mm -hmm. house. Um, (laughs) It's so funny, because whenever, like, I I don't know if I've told this story before, but whenever you, the beeping, you know, the censoring, the F words or whatever, my dad will be like, what are you watching? And I think the last time he said that to me, I was like 23 or something. (laughs) And like, I was watching a documentary where they were bleeping out the name of like a minor who was involved or something like that. And I was like, they were bleeping someone's name. He's like, oh, okay. (laughs) All right, dude. I'm 23 years old. I've heard the F word before. Thank you. Right? It's like when mom came on the podcast and I was like, mom, don't listen to me swearing. She's like, ah, did you swear on the podcast before? Yeah, I know. Okay. So this next one is the asshole day resistance. Oh. And this one is a little bit of a saga because it has an update too. Okay. I'm ready. Let me, let me hydrate. And I did save this one for last because it is 
wild, but it also uh, involves or has like a mention of rape. So just a heads up for that. You can skip to the end if you don't want to do that right now. Trigger warnings in the comments. So OP is 48 and her daughter is her daughters are 25 and 27. My daughter slept okay. with my elder daughter's husband and is now facing harsh treatment. Mm. <laughs> that title. Okay. It's like, great. Now facing harsh treatment. I, I, I just like the way that's phrased. Oh, and this is from Relationship Advice and her husband's 53. About three years ago, okay. me and my husband had found out that my daughter, Donna, quote unquote, had an affair with our older daughter, Marina's husband, Leonard. This is a lot of names you're throwing out at me. Yeah, and they're weird names. Okay, are you sitting down? <laughs> yeah. Like, do I need a, Do I need a piece of paper? Hang on. <laughs> let me just let me make some notes because otherwise I'm gonna forget everything. Let me just. I'm getting a pencil. Do, 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 okay. Do, 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 so do, do, older do. daughter is Marina. Okay, Marina is the oldest daughter. <laughs> Ooh, pencil. There we go. <laughs> She's right, married to Leonard. Marina is the oldest. Is married. To Leonard. I don't even know if it's well, Leonard, that's not it. Leo, no. Husband. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I did it the other way around. Husband. And then the younger daughter is called Donna. Younger. Mer- and she slept <laughs> with Leonard. Got it. Okay. Okay. Tone change. It was especially infuriating because Marina had been raped a couple of weeks prior. What? Marina was in a mess due to her assault, and after she found out that her husband had had been messing with her sister, it didn't help with her mental health. In short, she was constantly self-harming, suicidal, and would have panic attacks and or start crying randomly. What made it worse was that Marina kept blaming herself for her husband's infidelity. We've put her in therapy and she's been doing a lot better, thank God. On the other hand, when I went to confront Donna about this mess, she just said she was pleasuring Marina's husband because she was refusing sex in a really condescending way. I was so mad that I wanted to put my hands on her. How could she say that after such a horrible thing happened? I straight up told her that until Marina is comfortable enough, she shouldn't contact me. She started screaming, but I was over it. After Marina and Leonard divorced, him and Donna ended up engaged. My son told me this. And wanted me and my husband to come to the wedding slash engagement party. Nope. I was appalled that she had the audacity to ask me that kind of question, and I declined. I told her that I loved her, but I simply cannot be with her and give her my blessings, as she said horrible things and has not apologized. I don't think saying horrible things is the the bad part here. Yeah, the thing she's saying is... (laughs) She said that her and Leonard and my husband were on the same boat, and warned her that if Leonard had cheated with her, then it won't be out of the question that he will cheat on her. Fast forward to the present, Donna is banging on my door, pleading for me to let her in. She had a tear-streamed face, holding a baby and a toddler, so I let her in. She was crying while saying how Leonard had been emotionally and verbally abusing her, and also had a side family. Mm. She didn't want to stay in a house with him any longer and wants out. This is a hard situation for me, as both of my daughters aren't doing so well, but as much as I hate to say it, one brought it on herself. Can anyone give help in such a situation? Please help me. Uh, another detail she does not mention is that currently Marina is living with her. So Donna wants oh, to move shit. in while Marina is still living with her. Yeah, nah, that's not going to fly. Yeah, nope. No. I I am I am of the camp where if you make your bed, you should lie in it. But there's children involved now. And the kids shouldn't be punished for yeah. their parents' shitty behavior. Is there any way that 
well, the thing is, even having the kids in the house might drive Marina off the rails. Because it's Because it's Leonard's kids. kids. Hmm. And uh, so in the com, the only comment I saved is um, someone is saying, taking the kids or Donna can go to a DV shelter. And OP says, I'm still, well, I'm still upset about what Donna has put Marina through. I don't want to separate her from the kids, yet mm-hmm. I still want to be grandparents. That being said, I don't want Marina to have a relapse. Another thing is Marina really wanted kids, and I'm not sure how she will react to seeing her nephews. So, yeah. Yeah, and if they've had no contact with Donna or Leonard in three years, yeah, that's going to be too much for Marina. God, what an awful turn of events for that poor woman. Just one thing after the other. Just so many things. Yeah, like, obviously, Donna does not deserve abuse. No. But... She also does not does not deserve automatically get her family's sympathy. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's difficult because obviously if you're if you're in an abusive relationship, you should leave, right? But if that is she burned all of her bridges and now she's hoping that everybody else can't see the smoke. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, they'll have to take me in then my family. Instead of I'm going to have to deal with this and likely my family's not going to help me because I did awful things. Yeah. She has to come to terms with all the things she did in Leonard's name <laughs> before she winds back up at her mum's door and she needs to explain that she understands that she did wrong and things were bad and, you know, she's sorry. Even then she shouldn't expect forgiveness, like we've said previously on the podcast. Just because you've said sorry doesn't mean you're forgiven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She can do she can do literally all the steps. She could do the therapy. She could do the heartfelt apology. She could do all that. And she still is not yeah, guaranteed God. forgiveness. Because what she did is pretty unforgivable. Mm-hmm. And it's it sucks the situation that she's in now with the abuse. Yeah. I think the side family thing is a little is very just desserts like yeah if he's gonna cheat with you he'll cheat on you that's like an old saying for a reason i think the best thing would probably be if she really if op really wants to help donna then she can set her up elsewhere yeah give her some money for a hotel or something and just say look i know this good hotel around the corner you'll be safe there you're gonna need to find somewhere to live i can't have you here and also, I think Donna hasn't worked in three years since getting with Leonard, so that's going to be tough. But also, you can like, get a job. But you, you can get a job. Like, you you probably can get some spousal support then, and a job. Yeah, it's just it's a rough situation. I feel bad for the kids in this situation, or in both sides of the, in the side family, but also Donna's kids feeling rough for that shit. Yeah. All right. So update. Uh, yeah. And I, after reading this first post, I felt bad for Donna because it's like, yeah, no one deserves that. Even though you did a horrible, like a horrible thing. There's like, it's a shitty situation for her to be in. So here's the update. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me just make sure I'm going to skip the paragraph where it's like, thanks, thanks for the for comments. Blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
I followed your advice and sat Marina down and talked about Donna's request and the possibility of taking her in or, at the very least, her children. Marina looked like she was going to burst into tears and cried, saying that we were choosing to help Donna over her. I realized I was so caught up in having my happy family and being grandparents that I was neglecting the person who was hurting the most in this situation. Me and my husband apologized for overlooking Marina's feelings and assured her that Donna was not going to be staying with us. Our relationship has been strained a bit, and I admit I was rather selfish and looking at everything with rose-tinted glasses that is hurting me and my daughter's relationship. Since Donna nor her kids would be staying with us, I phoned my relatives to see if anyone would take her in. None of them would because they are disgusted by how Donna treated Mm -hmm. Marina during a traumatic event. Mm -hmm. Wow, wild. Most of them were angry at me for suggesting such a thing after what had happened and told me that this was retribution for her actions. Well, I don't agree with... I mean... Him cheating on her is retribution, but... Yeah, the abuse is not. Yes. Then I phoned Donna, telling her that while I care about her, she cannot stay at my place because I need to tend to Marina's needs to ensure her mental health doesn't get any worse. My husband and I are going to find her a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment, but she will need to work for the rent, food, utilities, and we will have a divorce lawyer just in case. Donna asked why she can't just stay at my place, and I told her that staying with us will just cause Marina unnecessary stress and could increase her mental health issues. I also told her that she needs to find a daycare and a job near the apartment fast because it is an urban area. Donna said that she hadn't Donna says that she hasn't had a job in years and she'll need somewhere to get back on her feet rent free. I told her I could pay the first month's rent but I will not be taking her in. She tried to switch gears and use her kids but my husband said that he can pay for the daycare until she gets a job. She started to scream at us and say some very nasty words to not only us but Marina. Donna said that Marina needs to get over herself and that she needs more than Marina. My husband snapped and screamed at her for saying that if she had helped her sister instead of sleeping with her husband, Mm -hmm. this wouldn't have happened and she has no one to blame but herself. I honestly don't know where I went wrong in raising Donna for her to act and say words like this. It's very disappointing. (laughs) I'm disappointed (laughs) in my daughter. Fuck. She just sounds very entitled. Yeah. So it kind of makes me like just the way that she responded makes me kind of doubt what she's saying yeah. about Leonard. I mean, I believe the side family thing for sure, but uh, I'm wondering if she's, she's like, manipulating them. Yeah, she's she's a bit of a wheeler and dealer, isn't she? I, I, I think the parents have been more than generous offering yeah, absolutely. to find the apartment and pay for daycare and whatever else. Like, if she's not going to accept that, then sorry, you don't get anything. Yeah, I think she handled it super well, even though she, uh, OP handled it super well. And she was like, oh shit, I made a mistake. I see how this affects my other daughter yeah. and I'm going to take this back and, you Jeez. know, ensure that I'm supporting you and it's all good. So, Woof. yeah, I think she handled it well, d- despite the initial misstep, we'll say. I don't like how she's like, well, I wanted grandkids. It's like, yeah, but like, not like this. <laughs> Yeah, but at the ex- <laughs> yeah at the expense of your eldest daughter's mental health is that how you wanted grandkids? Yeah, this is a roller coaster, and I'm wondering if let me check and see just if we have an up- another update. This post, uh, the update got removed. Oh, I just I so I searched this up by title, and I just got another one that I'll have to save uh-huh. for next week. My daughter asked my husband to divorce me gonna bookmark that that's just a different unrelated post that has similar keywords oh no they deleted uh, their account yeah pretty much everybody in the comments is like good job 
Hey, well done. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you gotta you gotta handle the child right. who needs your help way more. And I don't, not a parent, but I really don't like when people are like, well, you know, you have to. They're family. You can't. You can't just abandon them. It's like, watch me. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me peace right out of here and not give a fuck. Yeah. Hoping I don't have to see my horrid cousin Mm. while I'm over there. Mm. But if he starts to talk to me, I'm just going to turn around and walk off. Kick him in the balls. Again. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 18 for everybody listening. (laughs) Um, yeah, like you can you you don't owe your family anything, even if they're your kids after, you know, a certain age. And I don't like how people are like, well, once once your kid turns 18, they're not your responsibility anymore. That's a little too nope. much. But if they mm-hmm. do something unforgivable, you, you are not required to forgive them. Absolutely. Yeah, this was a whole saga on Twitter um, earlier this week. So I thought I would share it since it is Buck Wilds, <laughs> like emotional roller coaster. Hey guys, it, the amount of people sleeping with their siblings' partners is just wild. <laughs> I did not know that was going to be a thing so often when I started this podcast, and it happened in episode one. <laughs> uh, vaxed, waxed, and ready to steal your sister's husband. <laughs> ready to sleep with your man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the subreddit. I have a dual subreddits of subreddit. Are we we double fisting? Um, Yes. Um, And also kind of pride. And I was looking for like a really good, you know, LGBT subreddit. Mm -hmm. And they're mostly like very serious. Um, But I thought this one, these two would be kind of cool. So the first one is um, Mom for a Minute. Oh, Mom for a Minute's so good. And the second one is Pep Talks with Pops, which is the other kind of Which is not like a fun scroll, but it's very sweet and heartfelt. And I recommend you head over there if you want to give advice or support. Or just hype someone up when they've done something good. Yeah. And so just people... Um, so here's the, the description for Mom for a Minute. We are mother geese to our loving ducklings. When you need understanding, congratulations, praise, or advice from a mother figure, but don't have one IRL, able or willing to provide that for you, we are here for you. We support you and love you unconditionally. Yay. And I wrote a post, like someone posted, and so I like wrote a response to them um, earlier, and I was like tearing up writing mm. it because I was like, this is so sweet. Like, just... This subreddit is amazing. So it's very, it's very sweet. Um, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff on here. Uh, there's like pictures of people on their wedding day and people sharing their artwork and, you know, saying they got accepted into university. Um, but then there's also people who are looking for support. So there's one that just says they feel alone and lost. Um, people feeling invalidated about their sexual orientation. Um, yeah, I think the the second one down right now is like hugs to all my amazing, beautiful kiddos today. Remember, you are loved, you are accepted, you are exactly who you're meant to be. Have a wonderful day, peace, love, and positive vibes to you all. Rainbow heart emojis, and it's a woman who has a free hugs from mom, free mom hugs shirt on, like a pride one. Yeah. And there's usually a bunch of moms at pride with these shirts on. You can Hell get hugs yeah. From. <laughs> Um, the other one is less popular, 
but also still cool. Pep's talk. Pep. Pep talks with pops. With pops. Caution, you are now entering the man cave. (laughs) The description is, when you just need to talk with your dad, when you need understanding, congratulations, praise, or advice from a father figure, but don't have one at the moment in real life, whether it be from loss, they're busy, or just aren't present. We are here for you, we love you, and we are proud of you. And, like, one of them was earlier, like, I need a car, I have a car question, please. (laughs) Hey, pop car, car question. Advice, like, a lot of trans men looking for like you know male father figures and things like that or like role models so it's like the same thing but you know masculine dad help i'm lost on what to do (laughs) with this art project i was like trying to figure out what that was it's just ducks on a piece of paper like little tiny tiny rubber duckies tiny ducks yeah someone's like what's the what's the directions for this art project and they're just like i'm just trying to figure out how to do this like okay yeah we need we need more (laughs) i got prescribed tea today hi dad i changed my first car battery today hooray yeah so very heartwarming places especially pep talks with pops needs some more more love so head on over there subscribe give some nice uh advice and validation and support if you are willing and able to do so not too much like scrolling down that one today, but it is, you know, it's a nice like heartwarming place. Oh, and it's like no fetish stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not looking for daddies here. We're looking for dads here. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> Both good and wholesome subreddits where you can help out too if you want to. Yeah. And just subscribe um, and read the wholesome is... comments. Yes. I have six Reddit messages. <laughs> I was talking shit about cops, and now people. Oh are mad no, at me. Morgan! When will you ever learn? <laughs> people are like, people will never get on board with abolishing the police. It's like, okay, then I'll just stop, stop cool. asking for that. Good, then, since nobody will ever <laughs> agree to it. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at esme underscore c underscore nose as in knows lots of things you can tell me cool stuff you did today and post pictures of your art and i'll be supportive of shit um <laughs> or you can go and find us on facebook the letter r slash the letter u serious podcast morgan you can send us um the best way that you've ever quit a job oh hell yeah at uh are the letter you the word serious pod on twitter uh you can tell me um I don't know the coolest way you've quit a job <laughs> at Morgan underscore Slay, or you can email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail. Oh yeah. Uh, you can also check out my Woo-hoo! other podcast at Middlemorph on Twitter. There's Cora just right She's ready time. for this Animorphs podcast. She's like totally down for it. What if Cora was an Animorph stuck in a in a cat body? <laughs> You say that like I haven't thought about it.